0: You're listening to iOS Dev Break, 15 minutes of current events, tips, and advice for iOS developers, including, but not limited to, discussions of Swift, iOS, watchOS, and tvOS. Welcome to iOS Dev Break episode 13, and uh, on this one we are going to be covering the September Apple event that just happened today, just this morning. And uh, so this is very exciting uh, news that has come out. Some of it's not all that surprising based on all of the leaks that came out prior to the event, but all in all, I think it was still a very successful uh, event uh, and a great presentation by everyone involved. Um, first of all, the the I think one of the, the coolest parts was that they were able to do this right there at the Steve Jobs Theater at Apple Park, and uh, they gave a very moving dedication um and uh, started off with a quote from Steve Jobs and uh I thought that was really great and uh, it kind of uh it was a very emotional kind of moment there um but very appropriate and especially on this 10 uh, year anniversary of the iPhone uh it makes a lot of sense uh for them to to do that um i guess i kind of wanted to just chat about some of the things that they announced things that were um that we've we found out today that are the the real deal and uh, so I guess the the first thing that they really went into they did some you know typical kind of reports with sales and uh, the retail uh, uh, side of things. Angela Aaron's coming out I guess it was the first time she had been on a live uh, appearance on on an event like this and I thought she did a good job it was It was neat to see all of the stuff that's going on in the retail. Uh, side of things. Um, also, they did. I guess before getting into the retail stuff, they did a, a presentation on the Apple Park, and uh, just kind of gave an overview of that and how eco-friendly it is. Uh, 100% renewable energy. I, I thought that was really cool. Uh, but then they went into product announcements, and that's really what we are interested in as as developers. Um, They dove right into Apple Watch, no pun intended. Um, And it was uh, very cool to see what's going on with watchOS 4, the new features for swimmers. Um, They they mentioned something called Gym Kit also, where they can wirelessly sync up with exercise machines. Uh, And then a lot of enhancement to the heart rate monitor. And uh, I thought this is a very... It's very cool because they are definitely looking at what people are using the Apple watch for and heart rate monitoring is definitely one of those things. And uh, I know personally, since I've started to go to the gym, uh, it's, it is definitely something that, that I measure. And when they started talking about some of these things, I think maybe six months to a year ago, I don't know how much of an impact it would have had, but now, uh, having used it more. More frequently, uh, trying to measure heart rate, it makes a lot of sense that they are going in this direction. So some of the things that they are monitoring, they uh, have a heart rate, I guess, on the face. And uh, there's new measurements for resting heart rate and recovery heart rate. And also, uh, there were they mentioned some other things like heart rhythm, being able to catch whether or not your heart has an irregular rhythm or not. And that's really uh, pretty awesome that they're able to detect that, and uh, then also this Apple Heart Study, uh, where you can submit your your data to use for the study. That I think it was Stanford who was uh, conducting that, and there will be a new app on the the App Store for for that to participate. And Watch OS four will be released on September nineteenth. So if you are developing an app for Watch OS four uh keep that in mind because it will it's right around the corner here we are on the 12th the 19th is next week so uh try to get those apps ready if you are developing specifically for watchos 4 then they went on to the hardware with the new apple watch and they uh, released the series 3 which honestly I, I i've been trying to avoid as many spoilers as i could and evidently this was a spoiler that that was released but i didn't Catch it, or if I did see it, it didn't really sink in. But the fact that the Series Three has cellular built in, and this is definitely the uh, the next step, next logical step for Apple Watch, and the the fact that you can take it anywhere, it doesn't have to have the phone with it, is super important, especially if you are active. Uh, I know, uh, like my wife and I have talked about this. It would be, it would have been really nice to be able to just take our Apple Watch on a walk. Uh, as opposed to having to have the the phone uh, with us, and so now it looks like that might be a possibility with the cellular uh, LTE built in, and uh, Apple Music streaming directly off the uh, over the air is really cool. Being able to do that off your watch, um, and it looked like they have a, a lot of new uh, technologies built into the uh, the Series Three watch. Dual core processor, faster Siri. Siri can now talk to you. Actually, that for me that was a big one. That I it's frustrated me that Siri could not talk to me. So it's especially if you're driving and you inadvertently use Siri to ask something, and then you have to try to read it. No, that's that's really dangerous. So uh, nice that Siri can now talk back. Um, and so they have uh, it's faster, power efficient. Uh, I think it's the the w2 chip and i'm not sure if that was the the actual processor or if that was a wireless processor but in any case uh it's good to know that they're boosting the the speed on on things under the hood Uh, and also a barometric altimeter and which uh, and they mentioned they dropped the fact that there would be an api for developers for that so that is a really cool thing for developers who are doing perhaps um fitness apps they mentioned skiing and snowboarding apps, so so that if that applies to you, then sounds like you got a lot, to, uh, lot to look forward to. Um, also, it it was very interesting too that they packed all of this uh, functionality, and it's in the same, roughly the same dimensions, uh, size wise as the Series Two, and uh, I don't know how they were able to do that, but uh, they must have shrunk a lot of stuff down to get a battery in there that could support all this. And so it was kind of surprising, but it's a, a welcome surprise. So we're looking forward to that cellular Apple Watch Series 3. And then they went into uh, a product that's near and dear to my heart. That's the Apple TV. I I, I love the Apple TV as a product. And uh, even even before we could develop for it, and it really seemed like this was the uh, the device that was going to be a really big step forward for apple and uh and they've just been improving it steadily and so uh while i don't think there's going to be a lot of um advantages for developers maybe game, game developers because there is going to be the a10x uh, chip inside the new apple tv 4k which is the same one that's in the ipad pro uh so i thought that was very interesting from the apple tv side of things uh i i don't develop any apple tv apps personally but uh, it seems like that that performance will help us out okay what else we heard about the amazon prime thing before so uh, that's coming to apple tv finally and uh, some improvements to the tv app again things that we as developers we don't need to be too worried about uh, but Uh, The one thing that we can be interested in is the fact that uh, they are releasing it on September 22nd and the 32 gig version is $179. So um, that is pretty cool. Um, It's not that big of a price step up and I imagine they'll probably discount it in the the holiday period too. Then they got to what everybody was really interested in. That is the iPhone. And for us as developers, this is the device that we are going to be most interested in, whether the iPhone 8 or the iPhone 10. And the iPhone 8 in itself is actually an amazing uh, phone, and uh, it has the A11 Bionic chip, as they, they called it. It is a six core processor, to performance Cores and four high-efficiency cores, and it is uh, apparently specifically designed for machine learning. So Core ML, uh, if you're doing Core ML, it might be a nice to, uh, thing to either upgrade to the the eight or the the ten, and uh, the good cameras. And for me, this is um, I think this is a good thing. I uh, I'm developing an app that does use uh, the camera, so I'm not sure which device I want to go with um i it's it's kind of hard to tell at this point uh so we shall we shall see i'll I'll keep you posted on that um but excellent new features in the 8 and 8 plus uh, with the cameras and again both of them are specifically designed for the augmented reality side of things uh, the cameras are individually calibrated for augmented reality is what they said. So I didn't know if that mean actually every phone was calibrated, but I guess that's what they're saying. So um, anyway, um, so they did a demo with a game and that looked pretty cool. Again, using ARKit, which everybody loves, um, using the Unreal Engine, which is supporting Metal 2. And that was by Directive Games. Uh, so uh, it was kind of an interesting little... Uh, demo i personally don't think augmented reality for games maybe maybe like a pokemon go style game might be interesting but i don't know about playing a game on a table uh i'm having a little trouble with that but but maybe it'll take off we'll see let's see they also added some new things uh, lte advanced and uh, bluetooth 5 so uh got a nice bump in that and then of course the the other big announcement with the, all of these phones is wireless charging. And this is great, especially if you have a an Apple Watch, yeah, then you know that wireless charging is awesome. Uh you just put it down on the little the little charging circle and it just goes ahead and charges it up and There is the system, it's an open wireless charging standard called She, and uh, it looks like Mophie and Belkin will be developing charging devices for the iPhone 8 and 10 that will support this wireless charging. And I'm really surprised it's taken this long for us to get this, but it will be very, uh, very cool uh, to be able to not have to plug it in to charge. This I imagine this will also work well with uh, Xcode 9's wireless uh, debugging, so then it's almost like you never have to plug the thing in. And I, I, that's probably been a goal of Apple's for a very long time, so that you never have to have a USB to lightning cable, uh, at least not as a requirement that you'd be able to do everything wireless. And uh, oh, they also mentioned that iOS 11 will be coming to us on September 19th. So that means that we all have to get our apps ready for iOS 11. Uh, and we have another thing to mention just a little bit later after we talk about the uh, iPhone 10 that relates to that. Uh, let's see. iPhone 10 was really cool. Also, you've seen all this, the the screenshots, no doubt. Uh, it has It's basically all screen except for the crazy notch at the top. And I'm wrestling with that. And for me, that particular aspect of the phone is the one that is uh, troubling the most, I think, um, especially seeing it in action in the demos. Uh, it looks like it is really in the way. Um, so I I just don't know. Um, that's gonna be what, what it comes down for me personally for the decisions, whether or not I can get around the uh, the notch. And I guess we will what what I really should do is just uh, try it out when the, the the devices are finally available later this year. Uh, maybe go test it out and see uh, how how they actually are in uh, in real life. But it's got some awesome specs to it. Uh, the display is the Super Retina display as they're calling it, uh, 2436 by 1125 resolution, 458 pixels per inch. Uh, there is no button, no home button. It has the notch and it has the OLED display that is supposed to be pretty awesome. Uh, so I guess, um, it's one of those things we'll probably have to see it up close to, to really believe it and to see the impact of this device. Um, as developers, it feels like a really, really important device. So... Uh, I think it's one of those things like if you can get around the, the, the notch at the top, then I, it's probably a good device to to think about getting uh, because it's definitely going to be the wave of the future for Apple's devices. I wouldn't be surprised if this is the end of the road for the, the ones that have the sort of iPhone 6, 6S form factor that we've seen in the 6, 7, and now the 8. Even though the 8 has the glass back, uh but it still kind of looks very similar to the uh, the 6 and 7 but um anyway i guess i guess we will see maybe from here on out there will just be one form factor uh with the the 10 so uh pretty cool not not have not having a home button is uh kind of an interesting user experience and it will make us rethink how the iphone works having that line at the bottom i don't know if that's going to be a good thing or not but i guess we uh it's you have to just try it and experience it to see so swiping up from the bottom um and you do this in apps too to close the app and then uh for multitasking it's a swipe up gesture and then you hold it and then you can get your list of uh, recently used apps uh siri is basically the same hey and you can press the press and hold the side button to uh, also invoke Siri too and uh, then they got into a very long discussion about face ID and so this is something that was not really a surprise because it was leaked and uh, but you know they did a, I thought they did a pretty good sales job of it and especially when they uh, dropped the the statistic that for touch ID it really is unique for about one in fifty thousand, but then for Face ID, it's uh, one in a million. They're saying so. Like I, I don't know exactly how accurate that is or can be, but whether or not that gesture or that uh, functionality of using Face ID, if that's going to be awkward or or if this is if it's really going to work. So I don't know. Okay, I guess we'll have to find out and try it for ourselves and see. Uh, I think I might miss Touch ID. And I'm a little skeptical that the round one of Face ID is going to work really well, but it might. So I guess we'll we'll just see how it goes. Uh, they also showed some funny stuff with the Animoji, which I'm sure everyone's going to have fun with at first. Uh, one of those features where everybody's going to be doing it. And then uh, once they get tired of it, I don't know, or or maybe they'll just keep, keep using it. Um, Anyway, the uh, the fact that you can have emoji that track your facial motions and so that, I thought that was a it was a pretty uh, amusing kind of demo. So, I I'm looking forward to at least playing around with that. Then uh, Craig Federighi did his iPhone 10 demo and with the Face ID uh looking up and swipe up, it was uh I I I'm worried that it's a little bit too sort of a robotic gesture but i it's one of those things that we won't know until we actually try it the ar stuff with snapchat that was just a little creepy so i'm not even going to worry about that but it does show that using ARKit, we can do some amazing things in our in our apps and so it might be good for us to analyze where in our apps we can use these new technologies such as ARKit and core ml I'm having a little hard time trying to figure out where I would use these in my products but uh it's certainly something to at least keep on the the lookout for again they demonstrated the uh, the cameras and uh, in the uh, iPhone 10 and it all looks awesome and they have this uh, new lighting effect that is for iPhone 8 and also for iPhone 10 where you can do the portrait mode but then add. Uh, lighting effects to it. And so it's basically doing filters that, uh, f- are for the, the portrait style of, um, uh, photos that you could, that you could take with the iPhone seven Plus. And, uh, now, uh, now the 10 can do it too. And the, uh, they also have this, uh, portrait lighting for, uh, also for the front camera, which is pretty cool. Uh, and I think that's only for the iPhone 10. That lets you do it for the front camera, I think. Um, I, I could be wrong on that, and if I am, I apologize. Um, and they're, they're, they've extended the battery battery life to, uh, evidently getting two more hours than the iPhone 7 did, and it does the wireless charging. So all of this is great news for us. Uh, they did, of course, a bunch of new advertisement videos, and it was all very exciting. And, and of course, the thing that we really wanted to know about was how much is all this going to cost and that was sort of the i guess the the downside of all of this is with regard to the uh, the pricing because uh you're gonna have to dig deep into your pockets even though i did notice that the um if you go with the the sort of the monthly plan things that apple has set up or at and uh it's really it's it makes it makes the, the pain a little bit easier i think so iPhone 8 is going to start at 6.99 and the iPhone 10 starts at 999 and then for instance the iphone 8 plus with 256 gigs uh, was 949 and the same configuration in the iPhone 10 is 1149 but if you go and do the uh the the monthly uh rate uh through Apple they have they have it set for about $45 oh, I'm sorry $45.75 a month for the iPhone 8 plus and then for the iPhone 10 it's $56.16 so you're looking at just about $11 or so difference a little less so depending on how you want to do it, if you want to buy an unlocked version, then you got to come up with the, uh, the the money up front for those. And um, anyway, it looks like we have a, an interesting set of devices to play with now, and they will be coming out uh, very soon here. In fact, the iPhone X is due to ship on the 3rd of November, and... I don't think I caught the ship date for the iPhone eight uh no it it'll be up on uh, apple Apple's website, but um so I don't know. I think I'm kind of talking myself into the iPhone ten, but it's a question of of whether I can afford it or not um but anyway, uh there is a a ton of new technologies and uh interesting user interface. Uh, and user experience kinds of things with the the new devices that I'm sure everyone's going to really enjoy using. So uh, this is basically it for the September 2017 Apple event special edition of iOS Dev Break. Uh, there is one more thing that I wanted to mention, which is that if you go to developer.apple.com forward slash download, you will see that the Uh, All the new things are there if you have an account. And so uh, they've refreshed all of our our tools, um, presumably so that we can get our apps ready for iOS 11, the release version that's just coming around the corner next week. So um, grab all of the things, download all of them, and go to it and get those apps built and pushed up to the app store and i think we can do that with the the current version of xcode 9 uh the the one that is up there on uh developer.apple.com you should be able to uh post your uh your new apps to the app store i think um but uh, i could i could be wrong but at least that's the impression that i get and if i'm wrong i'll i'll uh tweet about it, or I will uh, create a new podcast episode and uh, talk about it then. I actually did record a new episode, uh, an alternate episode 13, but I didn't release it, and mostly because i knew that the event was coming up and it felt funny to release that so, and also there's some editing that needs to be done and uh, a couple of things i said in the podcast i i was reflecting on and i don't think they were entirely accurate so i do need to go back and record some some bits of that but also since the event was here i figured it might, it might be better just to go ahead and do this episode and get it out for everyone to enjoy And I hope you enjoyed this uh, special Apple event episode of iOS Dev Break. Uh, I figured it was important to get this out, especially since it is an event that is pretty much on par with WWDC as far as the announcements are concerned, because let's face it, most of the apps that we write are on the iPhone, so uh, it's a very important announcement for us to be able to see what devices we are going to be writing apps for. So uh, before we conclude, I just want to mention our sponsor for this week, and it is Cloud City Development. Would you like to work with Cloud City Development's awesome developers and designers on your next iOS, Rails, React, or React Native app project? Uh, do you need additional senior developers to augment your current development team? Do you need expert advice and skills in DevOps Uh, If you've answered yes to any of those questions, please contact Cloud City Development today and see how we can help you. Uh, You'll be in good hands, and we love working with nice people who have great ideas, and uh, we love to help you out. So for more information and a complimentary half-hour consultation, feel free to contact us. Check us out at cloudcity.io. Okay, thank you for joining me on this special episode of iOS Dev Break. I hope you enjoyed it, and uh, I'll try to get a new episode out shortly. Uh, thank you so much for listening, and uh, you can subscribe to us on iTunes. You can also find the podcast on Overcast, And if you want to find out how to subscribe by those services, you can uh, certainly go to our uh, website at iosdevbreak.com. And there will be information how to subscribe to the various feeds, including the RSS feed. If you just want to do it that way, that's totally fine too. Just as long as you subscribe. Also, if you could do me a favor, I would appreciate it. If you could spread the word about iOS Dev Break, feel free to tweet about the show. And if you do, please at mention us at iOS dev break. Once again, thank you very much. This ends the, the show for this week and I will catch you on the flip side on iOS dev break.